Welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery. And today we're unfortunately talking about dragon. Oh man, okay. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. The 1996 movie of Dragonheart starring Sean Connery's voice and an amazingly looking dragon as the dragon and Dennis Quaid as an American medieval knight. <laughs> but yeah. American with like a Batman voice. Like he's, yeah. he's like, yeah. this is my English accent because I talk or like, or like graphically. When I'm angry, I'm Scottish. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But not a good Scottish. Oh man. Um, I had very fond memories of this movie me as well um i think it might like i'm fairly certain i only saw it once or maybe a few times all in 1996 i so it came up when i was um looking up one of the actors on imdb and the other movie that he was also in was first night which came out the year before this Mm. which is the arthurian legend starring sean connery as king arthur and so I definitely, at some point, did a doubleheader weekend of this oh, and yeah. that movie mm-hmm. in, like, probably 1997 or something like that. Probably. Um, yeah, but I don't think I've seen it since the no, late No, I definitely haven't. And I definitely had fond memories of it, and I was kind of excited to watch it. And then the three seconds, and I was like, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> Why did we do this to ourselves? Oh, so. But as but- it turns out, we found some cool stuff to talk about. Yes, um, it's science. Yes. Um, I will say the CGI for 1996 yeah, is yeah. pretty decent, especially yeah, but, when it's the dragon by itself or the dragon like in a background, then, then yeah, people yeah. are not interacting with it. Yeah, no, yeah. it was shockingly good. It, um, Yeah, the only time it was like really bad was when uh, Dennis Quaid's character goes into his mouth. Yeah, that was the only bad part. And then that was definitely like part CGI, part Muppet. Puppet yeah, yeah. thing, um, so and then I was distracted by how bad that scene was in the first place. So, oh, so um, but if you think about it, like 1996, like that was still like just post Jurassic Park, but before Titanic. So CSI uh, CGI um, was still like in that we can make a giant animal, but we can't really do anything else. Phase, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it was until. Titan and, and um, Phantom Menace that yeah. uh, there started to be other things and making people CGI and making CGI people do things. And if you look oh, at the long shots of people doing things on in Titanic, it's really funny because their knees don't bend properly and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so like computer game people walking. Uh, but anyway. That's yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Apparently, they had to like Sean Con- the dragon Draco. Draco is only in the movie like twenty three minutes, and the they had to like rewrite the script once they decided to do CGI versus um, a practical dragon. Mm. That that the time limit was what they had to like yeah. rewrite it to like make the time of the dragon being on screen fit their budget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, there's lots of times where you just hear Sean Connery's voice and no dragon. Like, mm-hmm. he's hiding in the shadows, or he's just off screen, or... Yeah, like, in the beginning, I was so confused. Because yeah. they did it, obviously, like, they changed it afterwards. And so it wasn't, like, 
tantalizing or like, ooh, what is this dragon? It was just weird. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he was hiding so no one knew who he was. It was like, everybody on screen is staring at this big dragon, but we're not going to show him to you. Yeah, they yeah, just, like, they... didn't pan the camera to the giant yeah. dragon. In like, it was so strange. <laughs> it was like, I know you're talking to a dragon because I know the title of this movie. But yeah. you could be talking to a magic wall. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, quick, like, overview of the plot. It's pretty minimal, really. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's a young prince named Ainan, and he... His dad is kind of an evil king, and all the villagers nearby hate him. This is like medieval times when there was lots of kings in England, not just one king. Um, and, or I don't know, pre-medieval times. I don't really know English history very well. Um, but yeah, so uh, Prince Ainan, and he has like a mentor who's an old school knight, sort of like the last of the old school knights, um, named Bowen, which is Dennis Quaid's character. Mm-hmm. And there's a big... The king goes through and basically just lights the village on fire because they're not paying their taxes, um, which are like 50% taxes. Um, so he just lights everybody's houses on fire and then the villagers revolt and the king dies and the prince gets injured. And then the queen takes the prince to see a dragon to get healed. And it's like the last dragon in the world. Except and- it's not. Well, because Dennis Quaid kills a bunch more dragons later. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, we think he might be the last dragon. Or he's the last dragon nearby. I don't know. It's very strange. It's very strange. And the drag, they convince the dragon to give the prince half of his heart to heal him. And then the prince turns into an asshole. Right away. Immediately. Like, he was already kind of like a spoiled brat, like, pampered child prince of an evil father but mm-hmm. then he gets even worse and then knight Bowen goes off and hunts dragons and that part's kind of boring and weird yeah and then he meets the random monk guy oh yeah and then he meets the random monk guy who's great gilbert of glockenspur <laughs> um and then they come back to the area where King Ainan is. Oh, and then he go like he's trying to kill this the last king or the last yeah. dragon. Yeah. And then they get into like a stalemate and then basically do a um Butch Cassidy kind of deal where like the dragon goes and terrorizes the village. Bowen comes to like offer to kill the dragon and save the village in exchange for lots of money. And then pretends to shoot the dragon and the dragon falls into a lake and pretends to die. Yeah. And then they just keep doing that. And then they end up in the village of King Ainan. And yeah. King Ainan is still evil, but he's played by David Thewlis now, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's lots of other stuff lots going of on. Stuff happening of like him. He's evil, basically. Super evil. And he like meets this villager from like this villager girl came to Kara and is that part's really weird and awful and mm-hmm. he has a lord with him who's Jason Isaacs yep. a character a... named Lord Felton which is funny yep, um, yep. Lord Felton then, dragon's name is Draco yes. you know it's weird 1990s yep. uh, coincidences mm-hmm. and then we kind of and then we realize that the dragon that Draco has half the heart of 
King Ainan, like that they are connected and the knights try to kill oh no, the the monk guy, Gilbert of Glockenspur, and the villagers try to like overthrow the king. And then we realize that if the king dies, the dragon dies, and the dragon dies, the king dies. And the dragon wants to sacrifice himself to be able to go up into the constellation where all the other dragons are. Well, some of them. Only well, of them. Yeah, the good dragons. The good dragons ended up in the constellation, basically. Yeah, and so then he pulls a Mufasa, he's like in chains, and then all of a sudden he disappears, and then he flutters up into the sky. Yeah. And then the king dies, and everything's great. Yep. The end? Yep. Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The parts with Bowen and Draco running around are great. Yeah, they're funny, and they're good. Um, I still don't understand what Draco gets out of this deal, besides from not being dead. He doesn't get killed by Bowen. Yeah. And he, maybe I, he has fun. And he, like, he's probably lonely if he's the last dragon. That's true. He's a little bit of a troublemaker. Yeah, although there's a sequel to this movie, so maybe he's not the last dragon. I don't know. Maybe, I'm not I don't know. Maybe he knows he's immortal. Mm. So he's until yeah. immortal till the king dies, so he's just trying to, like... Yeah. Oh, and one of the villages, like, doesn't have any money, so offers, like, their maiden, who's also the same maiden that had a weird encounter with the king. Yeah, there's only one girl in this movie. There's only, yeah, there's only one girl who talks really... Well, there's the queen and then Kara. Um, yeah, and it's, like, her whole villagers, like, her... Everybody's fine with, like, tying her to a thing and mm-hmm. taking her up to the dragon. It's just... It's just not good. It's very, no, like... it's not... It's just... Yeah, and she's all, like, huffy, but she, like, she's not good. No, she's just toughy. Yeah, she she's there's nothing to her other than she's got nice hair. Yeah, she's <laughs> like a really bad pre Eowyn. Yes, yeah, she's like if Eowyn just looked like Eowyn from Lord of the Rings, but actually had no personality written for her. Yeah, agency, like she doesn't have agency. She's just huffy. Oh yeah, no, she doesn't. She like and sort of awkwardly throws a axe and a sword around. Mm-hmm. It's just the sword fighting in this movie is so bad. Dennis Quaid wins with both hands and just like swings wildly, and he's supposed to be the best. It's very odd, yeah. Dennis Quaid's accent, the sword fighting, the like overall half a heart plot shenanigans. Yeah, and the also like, yeah, we, I, I don't know what this movie is like a, a like a, just a fun romp, a drama. A sweeping drama because sometimes it's like, look, we're Braveheart. Um, and then also there's like crotch jokes. So yeah. like it just I don't understand what it's, this is. It's very strange. And yeah, like I'm not sure. Was it a kids' movie? Yeah. I do not know. There's a lot of like implied sexual assault for a kids' movie, but mm-hmm. it was the 90s, so maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. um anyway. Yeah, there's one part where like Bowen gets like a message from the dead knights of the round table. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just very strange. But there are two outstanding parts, and that is the dragon and yep. the theme. Yeah. Um, uh, the theme is oh, so good. Uh, outstanding. There's a part uh that I will play now. That has been in like 
everything everything like random trailers the oscars the olympics like yeah you'll definitely recognize it if yes. you've and been there's montage yeah and there's like a rip-offy version of it like i'm sure there's a like very similar but not exactly the same like uh stock like mm. free audio somewhere floating around that i've heard i assume okay so um do you want to talk about dragony stuff now Sure. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, we talked about dragons a couple of times, and we will again. Um, I think the design of this dragon is interesting, like the CGI, it's because it's got, it's designed to be cute. Um, yeah. It reminded me a lot of the dragon in Enchanted, um, which has always reminded me of the Beanie Baby dragon, mm. uh, because they have cute, round, cat, dog type faces. I'm not talking about, like, actual cat like with pointy noses or whiskers no, or anything. Just, like, round, the round yeah yeah i uh, thought yeah. it looked very like sea turtle face mm, you know, yeah like, cute little yeah. so like and that's the thing with the dragon in enchanted especially since it's an homage to the dragon in sleeping beauty which is terrifying mm-hmm. um the dragon in enchanted is very cute and also very pretty she's very shiny because she's Susan surrounded and she's awesome oh yeah it totally looks like that yeah. The dragon in Enchanted has like a more of a like pushed up nose. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a more pronounced nostril ridge kind of thing than yeah. the dragon like, in Dragonheart. But yeah. Yeah. Like I know that I was an adult when I saw Enchanted, but I'm not afraid of that dragon at all. No. It's very um, Yeah, and this the dragon uh Draco has like relatively large wings compared to most dragons that we talk about. But like even the dragon from Enchanted has like wings that are maybe yes, like a quarter of its body size whereas dracos are like half like they're mm-hmm. really big which is cool yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it would be like a proportion thing of like you should have wings that big if you're that size also there's that whole thing about how dragons fly if like aren't they super heavy um but anyway yeah yeah so sinks in lakes but also can fly yeah so so that was an interesting thing that i thought no, about that's cool and like you know, probably there's some like both shared inspiration between the two, but also mm-hmm. then inspiration of the designers of the enchanted one on from Dragonheart. Yeah, and it's just it's interesting. Again, it points to the this is a kids movie, not a Braveheart movie. Like that's yeah. you know we're trying to be PG thirteen or whatever. We're not trying to scare people with this dragon, as opposed yeah. to other movies um, like that. So. Again, doesn't know what it wants to be, but... <laughs> totally. Um, uh, and when yeah. Draco talks, I think lots of dragons, when they talk, like, their mouths don't really move, or they don't move in a super realistic way, or, like, they talk telepathically. But this dragon, like, has lips and stuff, which at some points were distractingly realistic. Yes. Yeah, um, it was weird. Yeah, but, when Dennis Quaid's in his mouth, he, like, can't talk and... yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was weird, but yeah. I don't know. Still cool. Um, yeah, and like had really neat patterning and camouflage and stuff. Like he seemed to be, you know, he wasn't like a bright blue, bright purple dragon in a brown and green forest. Like he was sort of mm-hmm. orangey brown, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and he also um, breathed fire through his nose only, which um, like I guess is one of those things. And I don't know, there is a book and there is a sequel and all of those things, but like, so I don't know if he chooses to only breathe through his nose. 
mm. or if it was the CGI limitations. <laughs> because a lot of things, like you said, in the notes as fire, super explosive, and like yeah. the house is just immediately explode and burst into massive flames, but that might be a CG thing of like, look, we can make him, the CG dragon snort out a little bit of fire and then we'll just jump to the shot of a wooden house on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was basically that. It was crazy. (laughs) Um, Well, and also like most animals, most of the time respire through their nostrils and not their mouth. Yeah. so, like, that kind of made sense, but... It does, it's just not a typical dragon. Oh, yeah, usually you think about them, like, exhaling, like, yeah, blowing yeah. it out of the mouth. Yeah. I'm thinking about Night Furies right now, to be honest. Correct. <laughs> Almost yeah. always a little bit. Well, and, like, there's some dragons, too, where it's, like, something they eat. Like, the Pern, the Dragon Riders of Pern books, mm. dragons eat something, and then it, like, um, ferments in, like, a special part or not ferments, but, like, mixes with special stuff, and then they, like, breathe fire, or, like, blow fire out of their mouth. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, Yeah, so the big magic of this dragon is, well, when it dies, it joins a constellation. Um, But also, (laughs) it um, can get rid of half of its heart, Um, which, yes, it might only work on heart wounds. Also, that wound, there's no way that that tiny, it's like a, the prince gets pushed into, like, a fence post with a sticky oat bit. Yeah. And like you see it and it's like two like inches a, wide and two yeah. inches long. It's like that's um, half an index finger or something yeah and, and then he like needs a new heart from a dragon yeah. <laughs> it was weird and also, like it's a strange choice like they're they could have he was in the middle of a battle like why couldn't he just yeah why didn't he have an arrow heart? yeah, yeah there, it was weird or just make the thing that it gets pushed into longer. Yeah, bigger. Like, it's a house set. Like, yeah, it was just strange. Anyway. Um, so then I was confused about, like, how a dragon would live without half of its heart. Um, so I looked into some research, and it turns out that mm, a few animals have multiple hearts. Um, most of them are things like squid and octopus have multiple hearts. Lots of insects have multiple hearts. Um, but the main vertebrate example that I found is a hagfish, which are like these long, super prehistoric fish. Like they're fish that um, diverged from our common fish ancestor before jaws evolved. Mm-hmm. So like they don't have jaw bones, they just have like a sucky head thing. They're like sort of eel shaped. They're really gross looking, um, but also very cool. And so they have probably one of the most primitive vertebrate hearts because fish are like the most primitive vertebrates um and basically hearts evolved from like a circulatory system that's a big loop um that goes past in the fish's case gills and then there's some like muscly areas around that loop to help the blood keep moving and then it evolved into these chambers where the blood would collect and then the it would like pump like more than just a little bit. So these like sort of pumps around this loop got slightly more and more complicated. Um, and hagfish at the point where they diverged from our common ancestor had um, have four pumps all the way along their loop. Uh, one is the main one that has all the chambers and stuff. And then the other ones are more just like little extra accessory pumps. Um, and then that's how they move blood around their body and past their gills to get oxygen. So, um, Therefore, dragons evolved from hagfish. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, because um, well, that also might explain how they have six limbs rather than four. True, but like also fish, don't have any or any bones. They have bones. They have a backbone. 
Yeah, I guess. But I know. It's funny. <laughs> I'm just... Big jump. That's the thing that always confuses me about dragons, because I want them to only... To not have front legs, basically. But then... Then it wouldn't work. It'd be yeah. Like a strange raptor... Raptor... Wings. Lizard thing. Yeah. yeah. Which I'd be down for, but... No, they evolved from coelacanths, like everybody else. <laughs> but, which brings me to the part where Draco falls into the lake and swims away, because he's fake, pretending to be dead, and does the breast stroke. Yeah, it's... <laughs> the it's, people who made the CG of this have never seen an uh, animal swim before? Yeah, and also, like, I've had a few lizards, most lizards that I've worked with, like, have been able to get themselves out of a pond if they got into a pond... But it's not graceful. It's yeah. so <laughs> like scrambling. Total symmetrical breaststroke. Yep. yep. Like, I'm a perfect underwater swimmer and I can hold my breath forever. Yeah. It was. Aquatic animal? It was cute though. <laughs> it was, I liked it. And I was like, oh, he's swimming. And then I was like, wait a second. Um. Okay. So I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was constellations. But before that, I wanted to talk about forests because I love forests. Okay. Um, so. This movie is meant to take place in England sort of shortly after King Arthur. So like No, it was like 984 or something. They had it at the beginning. Yeah. I didn't know why it was important. Well, cuz I think it's meant to be like before whatever the the king who unified all of England. Oh, right. The guy that we watched the movie about in grade 6, but you don't remember anymore? That guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. It was 984 um, at the beginning, so it was about a thousand yeah. or so around yeah, yeah, like 990 something maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it was in England and um, I was looking at the forests and being like, hmm, like I haven't been to all of the English countryside, but I did mm-hmm. spend a week traipsing across the English countryside in the north and it didn't look like that. It, the, all the forests that they had were very like conifer forests, like Christmas tree kind of trees. Um, all these, yeah, um, not like broadleaf or not calm deciduous trees like I mostly saw in at least in the north of England and I would expect going south it would be even less yeah conifers as you get mm-hmm. somewhere a little bit warmer so then I looked at where it was filmed and it turns out it was not filmed in England it was filmed in Slovakia <laughs> so and then I was like okay but England a thousand years ago had different trees than it has now had more trees because it had fewer farms probably mm-hmm. and like, people and stuff but so then I looked up, and we'll, I'll put a link in the show notes if you're curious, about the ancient woodlands of um, the United Kingdom. And basically there's like three native species of conifers, and none of them are big. Um, and like, and I think at least one of them, if not all of them, are only in Scotland. So yeah. I was like, huh, very good. Cool. Um, what, what does that do about ants, though? I guess Middle Earth isn't technically... Well, I... I don't think of, I would think of Ents as more, mm, yeah, I think of them as, well, maybe that's the New Zealand filming. Yeah, true. Um, They're definitely not. Um, they look they're more, like, more like a southern beech tree kind of mm, thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. like Arbutus could be an Ent. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. lots of really old trees that are deciduous, like, um, in... Mm-hmm. Off, like off our coast, if you go up north to like the old growth forest, you get the yeah. huge eaters, but you also get alders. Like I saw an alder that was at least seven hundred years old or something ridiculous. That's insane. It was crazy and gnarly and would actually make a really good end. <laughs> I'm just thinking about our ants and how fun they'd be because they'd be all red. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we should. We should. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways, distraction. Okay. Um, constellations. Constellations. Stars are a thing. And that's all I got. Go, Sarah. <laughs> so, um, we wanted to think about like when people like constellations are like groups of stars that society has accepted to like put together into one group for like ease of recognition and naming and blah blah. So people started recording constellations um, at least as early as 5,000 years ago in Mesopotamia. Um, but there are some people who think that some of the paintings in the um, caves in Lesso, France from 17,000 years ago might have depicted some constellations. Um, also, like none of the stuff that I found in a fairly quick but you know, fairly um, broad search talked about um, people sort of outside of like Mesopotamia and Asia. So like basically ignored um, Native Americans and South Americans mm-hmm. when that started. Um, and like most of Asia and like also Australia, yeah. <laughs> Aboriginal people. So, um, so yeah, so at least for at least 5,000 years, people have been writing down and named constellations that were like, broadly accepted across a, like a broad society like Mesopotamia, but probably for longer than that. Um, and then the main constellation in this is the constellation Draco, which is a real constellation. It is visible in the Northern Hemisphere year round. Um, and it was originally recorded by uh, Ptolemy in the second century, but it is still recognized as an official constellation. And it contains 13 main stars. And you should get one of those appy things that are super fun that sort of like do art of, um, augmented reality and help you find the name of constellations in the night sky. And then yeah. you can get it to point you towards Draco. Mm-hmm. Or just look at Orion, because that's all you can figure out like me. <laughs> or if you're like us and stuck in the middle of a big city, you will be lucky when you see the moon. Exactly. Or yeah, all the it's cloudy. <laughs> all the time. It's not cloudy tonight. It's a miracle. Oh, yeah, it was cloudy this morning when I went out, and then I've been inside. Scary raining this morning. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um, It was really, it's cool, and it's over the top because it's very complicated, the amount of time it takes for him to become a constellation. Yeah. Um, Like, there's, like, he goes up in a big ball, and then, like, the entire sky explodes, and then the dragon constellation is back, but then it's, like, hanging a lampshade and be like, look, it's got a new star because you didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I did like that it gave the dragon motivation as to why he gave up half of his heart at the beginning of the movie. No, I like, like, I like the idea of it. It was just the CG was, like, it wasn't bad, it was just long. Yeah, so it was was too long, but it wasn't actually long. Yes. Um, So there's at least two sequels and a prequel and maybe some books and potentially a video game or something. I'm not really sure. I I would assume that like the CG gets better in all of those, but also like the plot and the heart and soul of the movie gets less. And it doesn't have, like, this ridiculously deep bench of good actors. Yeah, although one that I'm looking at right now... Oh, Dragonheart Vengeance from now? 2020? What? Like, direct-to-video, which I don't even know what that means now. Um, And it has Helena Bonham Carter as the voice of the dragon? What? I'm confused, but not curious enough. Oh, it's an ice-breathing dragon. 
that's fun. Oh goodness. Yeah, no, not not watching it. Sorry. That's weird. Also because yeah, how I don't how does how does something go direct to video when there's no video? I think it goes direct to streaming. I but guess I so. Don't know what they call that, but anyway, yeah. it just it's, I assume the quality level stays the same. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. No, I don't know. Um, but it seems like it's basically the same plot. Over like, and over again. Yeah. Uh, basically. But this one's an, an ice-breathing dragon, which... How many stars are in that constellation now? Like, 25? Like, Yeah, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, okay. don't watch this movie. That's it. That's um, yeah, I would say don't watch it. I mean... It's hard because there were like really great moments, but they were very spread out and very. Yeah, it took, it was a little slog. Honestly, if you have watched this movie as a young person and have fond memories of it, just keep those fond memories mm-hmm. because I agree. You will be disappointed. Yeah. And then just listen to the theme because it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And maybe go watch First Night. I wonder if that holds up. I don't know. Same I'm curious now. Sean Connery. There is no biology in that movie, but. No. It's a good one, or I remember it being good. If you want to watch a good Dennis Quaid movie, you can watch Parent Trap. Or you can just take your dragon, take your Draco, take your um, Jason Isaacs, and take your David Thewlis, and, you know, do what you want to do. Shake those ones up in a little shaker and see what comes up. Awesome. I think that probably brings us to the end of this kind of crazy episode. If you have any more questions about dragons or... Uh, recommendations of better quality movies than this one for us to watch and talk about you can hit us up on social media at nature finds a pod on facebook instagram or twitter or check out our website naturefindsapod.com so we'll be back eventually one day with dragons hopefully from another movie because there's so many dragon movies um and we will be back in two weeks with something that is much higher quality much 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 higher quality with somebody who goes from a zero to being a hero. It's Hercules, baby. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. Bye!